Hi, I'm Brett Robinson. Welcome to the Redeeming Hope Podcast, where we share biblical truths that'll give you real hope. What is real hope? It's a hope that is relevant, energizing, authentic, and linked to Jesus. Good morning. I'm Linda Robinson, and I'm going to be continuing on our theme from Psalm 23 this morning. We've been talking about that for a few Sundays, and there's so much in this psalm. Um, I love this psalm. I was brought up on this psalm. I I call it my dad's psalm, and um, it's so rich and restoring for our souls this morning, and that's my prayer for you this morning, that even as I speak the word, God is going to restore and strengthen and encourage you this morning. So Psalm 23, uh, let's start from the beginning again. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And I'm just going to to stop there for today. For my question for you today is whose shadow are you living in? This psalm begins with the... um, the statement, the Lord is my shepherd. Now, this this word for the Lord is actually means the eternal, the self-existent, uh, the one who becomes, the one um, to be, the one who breathes life. In fact, one of the first uh, revelations we have of the Lord is in Genesis where he breathes life into man. And I think in this season that we're living in, we need the breath of God to breathe into us. And so I'm trusting that even as the wind is blowing in Port Elizabeth this morning and there's been a a shower of rain to replenish and restore the earth, I'm trusting for that restoration, the breath of God, to enter you in a whole new way. So Psalm 23 goes on and it says, He makes me lie down in green pastures. There's something about being made to lie down, to keep still, to be nourished by the green pastures. He leads me beside still waters um, and restores my soul. There's something about being beside still waters. I think with the challenges of um, of what we're going through at the moment with this whole COVID epidemic, um, with the uncertainties, um, with the, the different challenges that we're facing in so many areas of our lives at the moment, um, we need to be still. We need to allow the waters to settle. It's It's like... You know, when the waters are muddied, when um, there's chaos, you you can't see properly. And when we when the waters become still, there's a settling that takes place. 
and we begin to be able to see properly again. Um, and so when God speaks here in this, he says, I will restore your soul. He's talking about our whole being. He's talking about the inner and the outer. He's talking about our physical being, our spiritual being, our emotional being, our mind, our will, the choices we make. He wants to restore us back into wholeness. And I think in order to do that, sometimes I've restored furniture sometimes <laughs> and I've had to get the sandpaper and um, get off the the, the old paints and um, the old things that have covered the furniture to get the original beauty to come through. And so in the same way, I think um, God has, God allows, comes and he, and he he removes the masks that that we have on, and um, he wants us to be able to see ourselves and our true identity again in the mirror of the still waters, um, that we our image will not be distorted by the chaos of the world's view. I love the scripture in Isaiah thirty verse fifteen, which says, "In repentance and rest is your salvation." In quietness and trust is your strength. And so if I look at that word restore, the beginning, it begins with the word rest, R-E-S-T. And the R, I like to think of to return, to repent, to repent from going our own ways, to seeing things um, through our eyes, through the eyes of um, a humanistic mindset. So we need to return to God. We need to repent for the ways we've seen things and the way we walk and do our own thing. And then the E stands for to enter in, to enter into Christ because um, in Christ is our salvation. In Christ is our rest. And so we need to enter into his presence again. And then um, the S stands for spirit strength. God wants to fill us with his spirit. He wants to strengthen us in our inner man by the power of his spirit. And then the T stands for trusting in the cross. Because as we trust in the finished work of the cross, cross we get positioned. We get positioned and take up us, our authorities as um, covenant sons and daughters and uh, we repositioned in that place of of rest and uh, Brett spoke to us last week about um, the rest of faith um, it's not just a physical rest although that's important too but it's it's the rest of faith it's trusting in the cross so God comes to restore our soul our emotions, our mind, our will. You know, we we told that we need to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, Christ, to trust in the Lord with all our hearts, to not lean on our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge him and that he will make our path straight. The Bible tells us that Man makes his plans, but God guides our steps. And of course, we've got to make plans. God has given us um, our, our mind, and um, we have to use that with wisdom, drawing on his wisdom. But sometimes, you know, God changes our plans, 
and guides our steps in the path of righteousness. Um, he says in his word that he will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. And so we need to to concentrate on on um, having the mind of Christ, um, to allow our minds to be restored by the presence of God. You know, our, our minds are amazing, amazing things. Our brains are amazing things. And we form these pain and pleasure pathways in our brain. Um, and so often we go down these pathways without even thinking too much, something happens and before we know what the message is, oh, pain, oh, loss. Um, and God wants, has come that our joy might be full. And so he wants to restore some of these pain um, pathways in our brain. And we need to, to cut new pathways, if I can put it like that, um, with his word, to allow his word to restore us, to heal us. And um, so that we can take every thought captive and um, renew our minds with the word of God. And then our emotions, you know, our emotions are God-given. Sometimes we wonder, but yes, they are. Our emotions give us messages that are then interpreted by the brain. And that leads to a response or, or a reaction in fact, um, these emotions, we can say they give us energy, energy in motion, e-motion, energy in motion. But sometimes we allow these emotions to drain us um, and, and we lose that energy. So we need to learn to, to allow God to restore our emotions um, and to use them in a God-given way um, to bring life. Um, the Bible tells us that the mind controlled by the spirit is life and peace. Um, and so the, the, the sinful nature actually is death. So when we allow our emotions to be controlled by our sinful nature, it, it actually brings it brings death and it does and destruction. It doesn't bring life. But when we use those emotions and allow them to be controlled by our spirit, then they bring life to us. They bring relief to us. They bring joy to us. They allow us to express ourselves. And so we need to bring our emotions under um, the order of God, under the rulership of God. Um, so that so that they can bring life. So the Lord comes to restore our souls. Uh, the, that Psalm 23 goes on and says, He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yeah, and then it goes on and it says, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and staff, they comfort me. And that is such such an amazing scripture. I, th I think right before he talks about walking through the shadow of death, he says, he says there that he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And so we are restored by the righteousness of Christ. We, we cannot 
become righteous in our own strength, um, by our own ways. We can only become righteous by yielding our hearts and our lives to Christ, that he might take off our filthy rags of of self-effort and um and self um, and shame and um, often the ways we we do things so that he can clothe us with garments of righteousness only only can Christ do that for us and so he leads us as he restores us he restores us into the righteousness of Christ to be sons and daughters of the Lord God most high and then it goes on and it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And I love that because it talks about being walked through. Um, it doesn't talk about being stuck in this valley. It talks about being walked through. And the Lord promises us that he will never leave us. He'll never forsake us. He'll never leave us without support. And so often I think we get stuck in the valley of the shadow of death instead of allowing the Lord to walk us, to walk us through um, this, this valley. And so that's why my topic for today is what shadow are you living under? Are you living in the shadow of death? Are you allowing the Lord to walk you through um, the shadow? It goes on and says, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. And that is why we don't have to fear, because we know that the Lord is with us as we yield our lives to him. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Now this rod, actually, is something you can lean upon. And we can lean upon the authority of God. We can lean upon the staff that speaks of protection. It speaks of victory. And so the rod and the staff of the authority of God lead us through this valley of the shadow of death into victory. I love that, you know. Um, of David, I read a, I read a, a saying um, that said, without Goliath, David was just a shepherd boy. And so the Lord wants to lead us through our challenges. He wants to lead us through into resurrection life, into, into the victory of Christ, to walk through this valley of the shadow of death. Because there are a lot of shadows at the moment. Let's just be real about it. I mean, we, I think a lot of us have been living under the shadow of um, this COVID epidemic. It's, it's like a shadow that's constantly there. It's a shadow of death. But let me say to, to you, it's a shadow. It's a shadow. It's not, it's, it's, it's not an end in itself. Um, you know, often we come under the shadows of um, relationship challenges and um, death in relationships. We can come under the shadow of death in our finances where we feel there's no hope. There's no, um, there's, you know, not as, as we don't come under that, um, that declaration we made at the beginning of the, of the psalm that the Lord is my shepherd, shepherd, I lack nothing. And we allow 
this shadow of death to come over our finances, this shadow of death to cloud our vision and our purpose, this shadow of death to to bring hopelessness into our lives. We we sometimes live in the shadow of a fear of fears, uh, the shadow of disappointments, the shadow of dis- of uncertainty. Um, and there's a lot of that at the moment, the uncertainty that we can't plan, we can't um, know what is going to happen for certain in the future, the shadow of depression, the shadow of being continually shocked. And the Lord wants to deal with those shadows of death that's, that can cloud us and cause us to live in a place of depression. In Isaiah 53 verse 4 and it says, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did not esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. So having spoken out that amazing, amazing scripture, I want to ask you today, Whose shadow are you living in? Are you living in the shadow of death and instead of allowing the Lord to walk you through these shadows? Because in Psalm 91, we, re- we read of a different shadow. Um, and it says, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. And I believe today God wants you to... to um, to move through, to walk through these these shadows of death that you've been living under perhaps and to move into resting in, to, in the shadow of the Almighty. It goes on in the scripture and it says, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. What an amazing scripture, the almighty God to dwell in his shadow, to allow him as Psalm 17 and verse 8 says, to keep us as the apple um, of, of his eye. He says there he will hide us in the shadow of his wings. So I want to encourage you today um, out of Isaiah 60 in verse 1, where God says to us, arise from the spiritual depression to a new life. Shine, be radiant with the glory and the brilliance of the Lord, for your light has come, and the glory and brilliance of the Lord has risen upon you. For in fact, darkness will cover the earth, and deep darkness will cover the people, but the Lord rises upon you. His glory and his brilliance will be seen on you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your your rising. And so I want to speak to you today. I want to say, let there be light. Let there be light. light. Allow the Lord to hover over that darkness. Let the light of the glory of Christ, Christ dispel those shadows of death, maybe that you've been living under. I remember once facing a huge challenge in my life and and going for a walk along the beachfront, and the sun was rising behind me, and I was saying, Lord, this is little old me. How am I going to cope with this? And the Lord said to me, Linda, look, look ahead of you. 
and the sun was rising behind me. And as it rose behind me, it was making my shadow into a huge giant. And the Lord said to me, Linda, when I overshadow you, you are a giant. Allow the light of my presence. Allow my shadow. Live in the shadow of of me, the Lord God Almighty. And so the Lord El Shaddai dispels the overshadowing presence of the shadow of death in our lives. And he brings us through into resurrection life, into victory, and causes us to live triumphantly. If I look um, at the Marys in the Bible, um, when when the, the um, angel came to Mary, the mother of Jesus, and, and said, you are going to give birth to Jesus. She said, how can this be? And the angel of the Lord said to her, Mary, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest shall overshadow you. And the thing that will be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And I have such a prophetic sense in my heart that the Holy Spirit wants to overshadow you at this time. He wants to overshadow you with the power of the Most High God so that Christ can be born through you. The hope of Christ can be born over your finances, over your relationships, over your health today, over everything that would try and overshadow you with the spirit of death. The Lord says, I am overshadowing you with the power of the Holy Spirit today. I'm also reminded of Mary who went to the grave once Jesus had had died on the cross and she was weeping and looking for the body of Christ. And right behind her, the Christ was standing and he said to her, Mary, Mary, why are you weeping? (laughs) The resurrection life of Christ, he wasn't in that grave anymore. I want to ask you today, are you living at the tomb or can you allow that tomb to become a womb that will birth the resurrection of Christ? So Jesus called Mary's name and I believe God is calling your name today. He is calling you to recognize him in a new way. He's calling you to recognize him as the resurrected Christ today. He wants you to know that he is the trumpet of God. I experienced this so personally when my own mother walked through the valley of the shadow of death. And I remember walking into her room and finding that her spirit had indeed left her body. And in fact, I could sense her spirit in the corner of the room. And the Lord opened my eyes at that time. And he showed me the trumpets of God, the angels of God, making a pathway for her into heaven. And I realized that my mother had walked through with Jesus the valley of the shadow of death. She was living in eternal life. She was living in the resurrected power of of Christ. What an amazing experience the Lord gave me that day. And I always... 
I never think of my mother as dead. She's not dead. She's risen. She's, she's more alive. What is mortal has been swallowed up by life. And so that is one of my personal testimonies of the trumpet of God, the victory of God that Jesus is in Luke 1 and verse 30, 35. We hear the covenant of God spoken. And G and um and and in fact um Zechariah in Zechariah's song he reminds us of the covenant of God and he says the covenant brings us salvation from our enemies and all who hate us. It rescues us from the hand of our enemies and enables us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness all our days. And so I speak rescue, I speak deliverance into you today. I speak um, the ability to serve out of the love of God, knowing that you love, that, that his perfect love will cast out all fear in your days. And then in, and in verse 79, it's, it goes on in Luke 1, 79, and it says, because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven, to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet in the path of peace. And so God comes to shine upon you if you are living in that dark place, in that shadow of death today. He comes to shine on you and to guide your feet into the path of peace. I've, I've walked through this in a very real way in my own life. Um, after I'd gone through an operation and it took me about a year and a half to establish myself, to allow the Lord to establish me in his covenant of resurrection life. And so I know what it is to walk through the shadow of death. And the Lord gave me the scripture and he said, Linda, my rising sun, my res resurrection life is coming to shine on you. And as I began to live in the presence of God as I began to allow his light to dispel the darkness and the shadows of pain and, um, and ill health in my life, to establish my emotions in his covenant of love. He began to lead my feet into the path of peace. He began to show me how to put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Um, he began to teach me that faith is not a feeling, but um, faith is trusting in the, in the very great promises of God. And so I want to encourage you to allow the Lord to lead you into that path of peace today, out of that place of darkness, to walk through with him. In Malachi 4 and verse 2, it says, But for you who revere my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in its rays, and you will go out and frolic like well-fed calves. I want to leave you with that amazing, amazing promise today, that the Son of Righteousness is rising over you today with healing in his wings today. May you dwell in the shelter of El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough, the God who is more than able, 
the God who is able to walk you through into the light of his glorious presence today. And so God bless you today. I speak to every shadow. I command them to flee in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Deliverer and our Prince of Peace. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. I pray that the message of God's Word will build your faith and develop a hope that is so strong it's like an anchor for your soul. Go ahead and subscribe and why not share the message with a friend?